Hello, and welcome to the Dear Sparrows podcast. This is podcast number two, and I am excited that um, this is podcast number two. I got some really good feedback and feel good about moving forward and doing more. Always welcome um, to give me feedback, ask me questions, send me direct messages, anything else. I am very much um, loving receiving what you guys are getting out of this, and I'm excited. So uh, I'm going to switch things up a little bit for number two and um, do a little funny thing that I do in my book. In my book, I have things called Off the Cuffs, where it's kind of commercial breaks of just some of the oddities of my life. I have a kind of a strange life, but I love it, uh, which weird stuff seems to happen to me, but it's it's fun, and it's good, and it's always, always God and winks and exciting. And anyone who said the Christian life is boring is so totally wrong because um, it's exciting. So I'm going to start that off a little bit this week before we jump into some scripture time. So a couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go to Disney, which is cool because I have not been to Disney since I was 10 years old. And when you're a teacher and on teacher salary, getting to go on to Disney is a big deal. Unfortunately, I ended up at Disney World alone. Um, my dear friend who I actually went to go visit, she was the reason I went down to Florida. She got the neurovirus and I didn't want to be that weirdo in the other room while she slept, um, while she was sick. And so I ended up at Disney World alone. And uh, long, strand, long story short, I was very emotional, which is a new word I've come up with. Um, there's hangry, where you're hungry and you're angry, and there's emotional, where you get emotional because you're hungry, and you end up crying at the Dole Whip stand, like I did. Um, <laughs> and then there was the parade, and I saw Sleeping Beauty dancing with her prince, and I cried some more. So I'm lost in the park. I have no clue where to go. Um not really even sure what is fun to do at Disney World because I haven't been to Magic Kingdom since I was 10 and I'm almost 26. So that's quite a while. Um, so anyway, so I, I end up at the Cinderella Wishing Well. And so in a very Cinderella-like manner where she cries when she's upset, I am crying at the Cinderella Wishing Well because it has just been, I was very tired. I was emotional. And it's been a long day, and there's just been a lot of stuff in my life lately that has just been a little overwhelming, if you will. So I ended up sitting there just for a few minutes and tearing up a little bit. Not not waterworks, not a big spectacle, but um, just kind of went and I talked to God for a little while. It was like 120 degrees outside and ended up making quite the wish, quite the wish. Um, and then this sweet lady took my picture. Um, she came out of nowhere, so I, I appreciated that, and that was kind of a cool moment. So anyway, I after I wander off, and of course, I don't know where anything is, okay? So I'm wandering around this park. I didn't even know there was, like, a circus land, and there was some random land with these bears that dance. And so I end up right at where they have to meet Cinderella. So I'm like, okay, because she's my favorite. She is my favorite, if you guys couldn't tell already so I go and it says it's gonna be an hour wait and I'm like well yeah I'll go so so I go in it ends up being 10 minutes I swear I thought I was like in the like somehow I'd accidentally gotten the fast pass line or something because I was like there's no way this is 10 minutes they're gonna like throw me in Disney jail or something um 
So I go and I talk to her, and so they have to stay in character, which I didn't really realize. And so I'm probably older than this girl, but she uh, had the most adorable little conversation with me playing Cinderella. It was very sweet and very cute, and we talked about pets, um, which I enjoyed quite a lot. It was very magical. It was just kind of adorable. So afterwards, so I'm, I'm going into the gift shop right after it's connected to the castle there where you meet her. Um, well, it's not in the castle. It's this other building. But anyway, so I see these little slippers, right? And so... These are literally like the plastic slippers for seven-year-olds that little seven-year-olds buy and they pretend they're Cinderella. Well, I, I look over at them and I, I wasn't even like thinking fully. Like, I don't think I was entirely lucid because I was so tired. Um, but I just look at them and I'm like, I wonder if those would fit. So why the heck not? Because you're alone at Disney World and why not? So I, so I walk over and I start putting on the shoe and... And I was surprised because, like, my feet, like, probably not, like, it was hot and sweaty that day. So, sure enough, like, the shoe goes right on. Like, it fits like a glove. It's not too big, not too small. It's perfect. This plastic little shoe. And so this woman walks up to me with her daughter. And I'm like, oh, no, she's going to be like, what are you doing? You're going to ruin them, whatever. And she's, she's like, oh, no, your prince can come. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. I forgot that part of the movie. Totally. So I'm just, I'm feeling like kind of magical at that moment. And so I'm like, I'm going to buy these slippers because they fit like a glove. They're size children's two, three, and they fit. I don't know why they fit. They're literally made of plastic. They literally light up y'all, but I am the proud owner of some light up slippers now. So that is my Disney tale for you all um, and my weird oddity of things that happened in my life. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Anyway, so now we'll kind of get into totally opposite of Disney and anything else. Um, today's topic. Today's topic um, is about weeds. So I am a big gardener. Um, my dad growing up spent many a summer on the different various farms of his aunts and uncles in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. And I love it. I miss going there. Um, I love the Midwest. So much. And so I think my dad's influence um, really made me come to love gardening so much because it's something that he and I have done together um, my whole life. And that's really fun. But uh, this summer, I've done the gardening all by myself, um, which is fine. And I swear, God, every year seems to teach me so much through gardening and just spending this time outside with him. Um, and having that time to just, I don't know, I almost think I, I learn more spending a half hour in the garden every day than I do from many places. Um, but one of the topics that really came to mind here recently was weeds. I had to do some weeding in the garden, which was not, not my favorite thing to do. Um, but it really made me come, God did a lot in showing me a lot of different things about weeds. Um, especially yesterday I did a lot of weeding. And so I have these strawberry plants, which if you follow the Instagram, uh, I talk about those a lot actually. And the strawberry plants have, endured a lot. Um, they're in year three and I'm finally getting a really great harvest, um, from that, which I really love. But I have these little weeds that have sprouted out around the strawberries. Now what's interesting is these weeds have really done a good job of disguising themselves 
as part of the plant. They're right next, right next to it, like really close up to it, and it's similar coloring and everything. But you can tell that they're weeds. It's not, it's not a strawberry plant at all. And I just really had this overwhelming thought about weeds and and things that might be in your life that that are weeds, whether that's people or that's habits, um, and how we might not always notice that. And so. The first verse I want to look at, because God actually talks about that a lot in the Bible, is in Matthew. Matthew is actually the ones that are very prevalent of talking about the weeds. And so the first time we really talk in depth about the weeds is in Matthew 13, verse 24. And it says, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go pull them up? No, he answered, because while you were pulling the weeds, you may also root up the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them into bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it to my barn. That's Matthew 13, 24. So what that's talking about is it's, it's talking a lot about when Jesus comes back for the second coming and the resurrection. Or, um, in Revelation and all of that deals with that a lot more. But where... I'm looking at here is it talks about how you might not even realize the weeds sprouting up at first because at first they look like the wheat right they're even similar when you say them in names you have to make sure you don't say the wrong thing and just like the strawberry plants these weeds sprouted up right next to them and they looked so close in color and in shape and everything, but there's literally holes in the leaves of these weeds because that's how the specific weed grows. And so sprouting up right next to it, I had to be very, very careful that when I went to go pick the fruit off the strawberries and when I went to go do weeding, that I didn't pull the strawberry plant out, that it was only the weed plant that I was pulling out. And this also kind of comes into play where, where God will reveal to us, if we ask him, if we give him, if we ask him to reveal that to us, the weeds in our lives. And so if you look at 2 Kings six seventeen, Elisha um, actually prays that his servant may have eyes to see. God, he says, God, open his eyes that he may see to see the work that God was doing. And, and God gave that revelation and that understanding. And we know that revelation comes from God and from God alone. That the deeper understanding and that those eyes to be seen, just like when Saul was able to see um, and he became Paul, right? After the vision from Jesus to be able to see what God wanted him to see. Um, it's just like Alicia's servant, just like um, this parable. So we have to be very articulate that if there are weeds in, in our gardens, in the gardens of our lives, that we pray that God would reveal them to us. Now, this is a hard prayer to pray at times because uh, this, when you open that door, that opens an opportunity where God might be plucking some people out of your life. And that can be scary at first because it might be people that you didn't even realize were weeds in your life that you didn't even realize people that may have been pulling you down may have not been good for you that would be toxic to you um but it's very important that these weeds are removed because last year I had this one set of weeds in the garden and at first I kind of ignored it because frankly I was lazy and I didn't feel like weeding out all of these annoying little weeds that were popping up and I didn't think they were doing any harm 
But then I realized that they were literally sucking the nutrients out of the soil from the plants that were to produce fruit, the cucumbers and all of that, um, and sucking it out and not producing anything good. It was just this pesky weed. And it wasn't until I pulled it out that then the other plants could flourish. And it's the same in our lives. If we, if there's somebody in your life or a habit in your life or something going on in your life that is pulling out the nutrients from you to be able to produce good fruit and to have that abundant life, that that bad weed needs to go. And, but it has to be revelation given from God. And then it has to be God working to pluck that person out with you to help. And so if you, if you look at it, God told in the parable said, God told the harvesters to pluck it out. Right. Um, when it was, when it was time. And so there'll be times when God says to you, Hey, this is time. You need to get this person out of your life and he will be there. He will show you what it is. He will help you. And and you have to remove yourself from those toxic people, even though that may really hurt at the time. Now, the other question is, okay, so we see weeds are bad, check. We see that, that revelation is given from God, check. We see that those things need to go, check. But how can we also identify weeds? Uh, because at times, you know, even in the garden, you might not know something's a weed. You're not sure. So the Bible gives information on this as well. Again, in Matthew, it's in Matthew 7, and it talks about fruit in people's lives. Okay. So in Matthew 7, uh, verse 15, we have, watch out for false prophets. They come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ferocious as wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree does this that that does bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will thus by their fruit you will recognize them. So what's it saying? That is saying that you will know them by their deeds. You will know them by their fruit. You will know them by how they're living. Now that is not to say now everybody is going to go through times and seasons where their life is not looking stellar. That is not to say that you need to cut someone out of your life because their life is in shambles and looking really bad right now, even though they're being a faithful servant. A lot of people go through these job seasons in time, but what this is actually talking about is how are they living in their life? Are they living a godly lifestyle? Are they living, you know, in a way that is reflective of being a follower of Christ? Are they abstaining from being a judgmental person? Are they abstaining from this status quo that a lot of church will inflict on that is not of Jesus at all, and that is of judgment and of hate and of, of not ways that Jesus said to live? Is What is the fruit that they're bearing? Is it love or is it hate? What is it? Um, there's a good verse in Galatians 5, 23 through 25, and that talks about the fruits of the Spirit. And so if we are living by the Spirit, what fruits are going to be evident in this person's life? And it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So talking about those things, if those qualities are prevalent in somebody's life, that is evidence that the fruit that they are going to bear is good. So even if they're in a downturn season and they have been hailed on and it's been a hard season, if they are still exhibiting these qualities and, and trying their earnest, that is proof and that is showing that the seeds that they're sowing are going to bear good fruit, right? And that they, they are a good tree. 
they're good people, they're not weeds. But if there is somebody around you that is not, then that is evident that they might possibly be a weed. Now there's a quote and it says, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And what's that, what that is saying is the people that you surround yourself with really do impact you. It says in Proverbs that uh, bad morals corrupt good integrity and good, good morals. And so that's not to say don't, don't cut people out of your life and be like, oh, you're bad, you're gone. But look at how they're acting and then look at how you're acting. Are you of the same way? And these, these can be little weeds that you can pluck out and you can change in your life without plucking out the person. Um, one of the biggest things is complaining. Do you have a complaining spirit or do you have a spirit that is uplifting and encouraging and is hopeful in, in life and has a good attitude? Another one is that we fall privy to all the time is gossip. Are you surrounded by gossips and people who are spreading rumors and lies and stuff that's not good? That is something that you need to pluck out of your life and not participate in. Judgment. One of the biggest complaints Christians get is that they are judgmental. So if you find yourself judging someone else, that is a habit that you need to pluck out of your heart and in your life, and you need to throw it in the fire. And look back at how Jesus said to live. Look at how Jesus modeled to live and pray for that help. Now, this also comes to a point where you have to take this to God. God knows what you're doing. We are all sinners. I am not going to cast the first stone here at all because I am guilty as anyone else with all of this. Uh, but we must take this when we catch that and give it to God and say, hey, I need some help to overcome this. It also comes into the aspect of community. I'm going to get into talking about community in a few weeks. Um, I'm working on kind of a big podcast for that. But, but sharing that with others and saying, this is something I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with a bad attitude about this. I am struggling with complaining a lot. I am struggling with gossiping. I am struggling with judging, whatever it might be, and sharing that and being open about that because you might just find that other people are struggling too. And instead of, of dwelling in that and dwelling in the weeds, working all together to be accountable and pluck out those weeds, that is going to make a huge difference. So that was really what I wanted to talk to you all about this week and I will have lots more gardening um, kind of revelations if you will um, in the weeks to come but I, I want to talk to you about weeding out things in your life being courageous and, and going to God and saying if there are things in my life or there are people in my life that need to be weeded out help me do it for me look at this walk with me in this process and, and be brave and courageous. Just pray it because you will be amazed what might happen. I, a few years ago, prayed that and within 24 hours, I think it was 22 hours, God weeded out somebody major in my life. And at the time it hurt. I was scared. I was upset. It was a big mess, but I realized years later that that was God. And that that person in my life was not a good influence on me. They were bringing me down and not, not encouraging me to live a life following Christ and not encouraging me to do what I knew Jesus wanted me to do. And I'm so thankful, and I still thank God even today, four years later, that he plucked that person out of my life. 
And we have to trust that he knows what he's doing. He's the master gardener. He grows the best fruit. He provides the best harvest. But we have to trust him that if he's going to pluck weeds out of our lives, that he knows what he's doing. And it's okay. It's okay to ask. So I'm going to end this um, with a prayer in a second, but also an invitation. If you guys have any prayers or comments or concerns or questions or anything else, please feel free um, to contact me on uh, at Dear Sparrows for Instagram or Callie, C-A-L-L-Y, Logan, on Instagram as well, or DearSparrows.com or anything else, pretty much. Uh, please also rate the podcast and put feedback. I'm trying to get that a little bit boosted. Um, just because it's good. Um to see what you guys are feeling and to kind of get a better take of different things discussed on here. Um, Also, if you have topic ideas, that's always welcome. Um, I'll be kind of getting into in the next couple of weeks some of the things that are a little bit more in the book. Um, And then I have a really big one I'm working on with community right now, but I'm doing some more study before I have that. So yeah, please feel free to comment on that. And um, if you want, check out the book. It's called Dear Young Sparrow. comes out July 3rd, which I'm excited about. Um, But let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the love that you pour out upon us like fertilizer. You provide the rain that grows the beautiful harvest and the beautiful fruit in our lives. But Lord, we know that in the process of that, the enemy will at times send seeds of doubt and seeds of weeds things that are going to stifle our growth and that are going to stop us from becoming the best people that we can be for you. And at times there can be people in our lives that act as weeds that need to be removed and that are holding us back from living a deeper and more enriching life in you. So Lord, I pray that whoever's listening to this would have the courage to pray that you would remove those weeds and character or content in their own lives, but also in people that are impacting their lives. Lord, I pray that you would pour into these people. I pray that you would um, work in all of our lives and make it apparent and give us eyes to see and ears to hear of these weeds. And I pray that you would give us the courage to walk away when we need to, knowing that what we are walking away from There are far, far better things ahead from you. In Jesus' name, amen.